0: Amazing Blue Nation, it's Tom Brady. I co-founded Autograph with one mission in mind, change the fan experience for the better. That's why I'm excited to announce the release of a new app that recognizes the biggest Michigan fans. The Autograph fandom app gives you access to the best Michigan content, fan challenges, and exclusive rewards for diehard Wolverines, all for doing the things you already do, like listening to this podcast. Head over to the Apple App Store and search for Autograph Rewarding Fans and download today. Hey, hey, Michigan Maniacs. This is the Michigan Football Rant, and I am your host, Adam Brewer. Guys, there's some really exciting stuff happening. I can't wait. And we'll make an announcement later on in this episode. So stay tuned. Uh, But guys, I'm on all social media. Um... YouTube, uh, Threads, X, Twitter, same thing. Uh, oh, Instagram and uh, uh, face, uh, Facebook fan page. Now, guys, I do make the best memes in the biz. There's maybe one other that's rival to me, but I really do believe, um, if it's topical and it's happening, I'm I'm making a meme of it already. It's great. So check it out. You can find them all on. X. You can find them on Instagram and on uh, Facebook fan page. Uh, Michigan Football Rant. That's where you'll find me. Okay. Um, So let's get into this exciting stuff here. Okay. Uh, I don't know about you guys, but I kind of liked watching Michigan get punched in the face. And this, right? Because if you're going to get punched in the face and you want to see how your team reacts, you want to have that happen against a team like Indiana, right? You want it to be a pretty decent defense. And I have to say, I was completely wrong in my big game pre. My big game pregame. Um, yeah, we do everything better than Indiana, but they are much better defensively than I gave them credit for. Uh, I watched them play against Ohio, and they looked really good, but I have to give it to them. Aaron Casey, number 44, and I believe 41 Carr, they brought it. I mean, they are going to be, they are a problem. Uh, What makes me wonder is, will Penn State or Ohio State see that? and see some of the formations and stuff that they they did. Because, I mean, Indiana had four sacks on us, three in the first half alone, you know? So uh, they were in J.J.'s face, and really, uh, Barnhart had a rough day, rough day. I'd say, well, the tackles in general had a rough day uh, the other day. I'm um, sorry about this coming out late. Uh, just had to work a lot. Um, a lot of stuff going on, like I said, in my personal life. I'm not feeling that great. Um, you had like a little procedure on my toe. The whole thing, like everything seemed to be happening all in one time. And I just didn't have enough time to do this. So I really do apologize. So now that's out of the way. Let's get back to the show. Um, uh I was impressed with Indiana's defense. So that's why I said I'd like to see him get punched in the face. I mean, they did everything that you would think that a desperate team would do to try and beat a team they know they couldn't beat, right? They uh, sped up, and that's what Indiana normally does, but you didn't know what to really expect with this new offensive coordinator, but pace really seems to be the thing that is just a Tom Allen uh, staple, I would assume. So they were pushing, they were pushing pace, They tried trick plays. They uh, they threw two quarterbacks at you. I mean, so a new a new coordinator, two quarterbacks, and some trick plays will get you a one half. I mean, not one half, one quarter against Michigan. You'll look good for one quarter against Michigan if you have all three of those things going for you, (laughs) right? Because I just I just don't. After that, Michigan figured it out. And it kind of, like, took them getting punched in the face to wake up and be like, oh, okay, I guess this is a real game now. Now let's kick the shit out of this team. Which they went right ahead and did. I mean, they scored the next 52 points. They looked fantastic. Um, The defense is now finally doing things that national title-winning defenses do, which are create turnovers on a weekly basis, it seems like, nowadays. Our... Uh, Kenneth Grant dropped an interception where that would have been his second interception of the year, and he's a defensive tackle. Just think about that. A defensive tackle could have two interceptions on the year in seven weeks, (laughs) That's that's impressive. That's what national title winning defenses and teams do, right? They suffer some type of adversity and get over it quickly and they stamp it out fast and they make that other team pay for even trying to be competitive and that's what Michigan did today our on Saturday was very very good to see I loved it because you know other Michigan teams would have dicked around with Indiana and made it close I mean what do we have a double overtime just in Harbaugh's Ten-year, we've had a double overtime game, I think double or triple overtime game, one where it was in the snow and we had to come back to win that one. Uh, there was, we lost to them, I mean, the dreaded 2020 year. Uh, last year, they they hit us in the mouth once again and stopped our run game. But uh, obviously, there was the, Mark, the Mike Hart situation last year with his heart or the feigning, whatever it was. Um, which I'm pretty sure was a hard thing, but anyways, uh, so there's a lot of things that come when we play Indiana, but other Michigan teams would have dicked around with them and it would, we would have eventually won, but it would have been ugly. Would have created more questions than answers? It would have made more insecurities than confidences, you know? And so this one that was, it was really good to see that we just eliminated all doubt. By halftime, you're just like, well, I guess if they score a touchdown, it could make it 21-14, maybe 21-10. Maybe they get back in it. Not even close. We got the ball, drove right down the field, and really just put the game out. And that was what you need to do. And they are really starting to look, in my opinion, like a national title-winning team. I know I say this every year, and I know last year was the year I pointed to to us winning it. They said, you know, give them eight years like Dabo and all that. And, hey, listen, if we didn't firmly put our heads up our butt last year and had J.J. throw two pick sixes, we would have been in the national title game. Now, I don't doubt we would have won because Georgia's, well, I don't know, man, because Ohio State almost beat Georgia. You know what I mean? And I just, I, not that I'm doing transitive property by any stretch, but it's they weren't. They weren't twenty one Georgia, so it could have happened, but we decided to throw two pick sixes, put our heads up our butt when it came to the red zone, and now we have this year. So let's hope this year we don't do those things at the end of the year when we need it. Uh, red zone, we look amazing still. I heard someone say that it's, it's more predictable or like we are still so obvious about what we're going to call in the red zone. Well, we went seven for seven, I think, in the red zone. Or, or we have some type of unbelievable. I think it was 7-7 seven for seven in the red zone against uh, Indiana. They couldn't figure it out. So I'm okay with obvious <laughs> from a person who's sitting on their couch as long as the defense that we're playing doesn't figure it out. Don't care. That's fine. Because uh, last year, what would they do? Get in the red zone and bring Moody out and kick a field goal. That's another thing we're doing that national title winning teams do when they get into the red zone they score more touchdowns than they kick field goals i mean this is i mean they are i know we haven't played anybody really but still we are looking good i mean we really look like a well-oiled machine i was very happy with what i saw the only things that kind of worry me if i had to nitpick something a few things um the double move still seems to hurt our our cornerbacks right? Um, Keon, is it Keon Coleman? Uh, he seemed to have a little trouble with one where they had a call, thank God they called it back because of penalties because of in, uh, Indiana screwing up. Uh, but the double move seems to be a problem. Uh, trick play. Now, I'll be honest, this trick play could have been, could have been ended immediately if Junior Colson didn't stop. It looked like he kind of hesitated to see if that kid was going to make a move and go. If he would have recognized that that was a pass, because, I mean, what else is that kid going to do? I mean, it's set up for a pass. If he would have just continued, he had a free shot at that kid. So, anyways, trick plays, that's fine. I mean, you know, you throw a few trick plays at him during practice. Maybe you can break them of their habits of being a little too aggressive or whatever, like in the backfield with Keon Sapp. Um, I, Oh, uh, J.J., the only thing that really kind of scares me about J.J., and I don't know if it's really a scare. It just worries me when you go up against better um, defensive backfields. Is that he doesn't always lead the uh, the wide receiver in the pass? He's thrown too many back shoulder things, and he's throwing at where they at used to be, not so much where they should be. You know, so the leading isn't completely. It's not. It always seems like it's a lit. It's almost uh, thrown late. You know what I mean? That's the only thing that really worries me. But um, I mean, it ha- you know, it hasn't really come back to bite us in the butt yet. And let's just hope he cleans cleans that up. Maybe I mean, you know, I'm a novice at this. I don't, you know, I'm no quarterback coach. But that would be the one thing that I would hope they are probably working on. Uh, the mobile quarterback still seems to give us a little bit of a of a trouble because that uh, Souls Nick or whatever that soul tree or whatever that kid's name was that would come in after jackson had some had some real sean clifford type vibes if you know what i mean and some of those plays looked a lot like what penn state used to run and the one that that uh clifford ran for like 60 yards or whatever for a touchdown last season so that kind of stuff i i if we could clean that up i'd be But that's it, though. If I have to nitpick, really, that's what I'm picking on is the double move trick plays and and a a kind of mobile quarterback we need to watch. I mean, man, if that's all I'm complaining about, we have it really, really good. Uh, I was thinking about this. Um, Do we think that Donovan Edwards is not running hard because he doesn't want to, like, have an off season where he's injured going into the NFL draft because over the last, I think the last two years, he's had injuries that have lingered going into the postseason. Right, like last season, I think the season before he was hurt as well. Do you think he wants to avoid like what happened to Corum, so therefore he's not running as hard because if he would have just run at as hard as Samaj Morgan did to get his touchdown, he would have scored twice yesterday. He would have scored twice yesterday. So it leads me to think that a kid who's six feet 200 pounds and can't run as hard as a five nine, five ten 510 wide receiver, there I don't know if it's physical, I think it's more mental in the fact that he doesn't want to hurt himself. Because he plans on going to the pros next year. We may see a different Donovan Edwards if, say, he wasn't planning on going to the pros. If he said, I have one more year left in me, I'm going to come back and do this. Maybe we see a much more aggressive, a much different Donovan Edwards. I'm just throwing that out there. I was just thinking about that today. Maybe that might be something. Because I can't, for the life of me, figure out why, he's, why he can't run hard especially when you're inches from the goal line inches and i mean how classic i i made a meme of this today so go to uh instagram and it's uh it's the look that uh it's the look from the sideline where mike hart comes up on donovan edwards and is staring at him and donovan edwards is trying not to look uh you'll see You'll notice it when I when you see it. Uh, go and check it out; it's pretty funny. But how pissed off was Mike Hart when Donovan tried to shoo away uh, Coram from going out going out on that field? Now, this is my take on that. My take is that it's a real slippery slope when you allow a player to dictate when he comes off the field. Not that Dono's some type of you know head case and that like he's greater than. I'm not saying that because I think he's a, probably he's a really good kid. It seems like. But I'm just saying, when a coach calls you to come off, you need to come off. Especially in that culture, you can't not you cannot allow for one player to dictate his terms on when he comes in and out of a game. Because once that happens, other guys are going to think, well, "Well, what's so great about him? Why he can't even score a touchdown? Why is he doing it? Maybe I start doing that." You can't have that. I know this Michigan team isn't built like that, but I don't even want the seed to be planted that you can do that. So I think, I think Mike Hart and, and uh, Harbaugh were right for calling that timeout yanking him. And they put him back in, like, what, probably a couple of plays later or when we got back out there. But still, you know, you can't allow a player to do that. I don't know if it's so much that they've lost faith in him. I was having this discussion with uh, hopefully a new fan, actually. Um, I don't know if it's they've lost faith in him so much as is what i've mentioned earlier right so he's he's he perplexes me i just don't i don't understand how a kid who looked so good last year is looking the way he's looking right now and i mean legit you can make a case that he could be the fourth best uh fourth best running back we have not in talent mind you but in effort at this point so if it's effort it's got to be that he's 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 so even if it's subconsciously he's holding back because it because of the nfl coming up and the combine and all that shit that it's got to be that it just has to because it doesn't make sense unless he's hurt or something i just don't see it other than that um let's see what else oh just let's go over some of the stats here uh I was very impressed. I mean, the first quarter, Michigan only had 17 total yards with, I think, zero first downs or maybe two first downs. I'm not sure. I can't remember what the end of the first quarter was. But to bounce back like that and then have a second quarter where uh, and they flipped it, they flipped the script completely. Uh, Indiana had 141. Michigan had 17 total yards in the first quarter. Second quarter, Indiana had 25 yards, and we had 170. So it was nice to see that, like I said, we got punched in the mouth, we flipped it on, and we took care of business. Um, Loveland and JJ just creating a dynamic partnership. I love it. Um, I love everything that we have right now at the tight end position. Barner, probably one of the best blocking tight ends uh, in the biz uh, and I'm telling you, he's still underused when it comes to passing. I, I really think that he's going to pay some major dividends later in the year. Watch for him to have a big game against, like, say, an Ohio State, a Penn State. some like, watch. I just have a feeling, man, this kid's going to come He's going to have a breakout game in some of the biggest games we need him to have. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to Barner. Uh, doing what he's gonna do. Actually Tuttle, I'll be honest, did you see that touchdown that he threw to Carmelo English? That was a nice, that was a nice effing ball, man. He that was on the money in a tight window, right in the back of the end zone. Uh Tuttle is making me feel much better about if JJ were to go out. Now listen, obviously there's no way in no universe, no timeline do I ever want JJ to be out and not be able to play a game ever. But if he gets a stinger you know, he, he hurts his ankle or something. He just, whatever, forgets his helmet. I know, I really am starting to have faith that uh, Jack Tuttle can go in there and really lead this, this team and be able to not make a mistake and, you know, lead us down a field and probably even score against a starting defense. I'm, I'm very, I feel very good about Tuttle right now. Now, granted it was just against Indiana, but their are deep. Like I said, their defense is solid, man. It's better than I than I gave them credit for. Um, you know, they're still not great. But still, that Carter, or no, that Casey kid is the truth. And I, I was like, I hope to God he is uh, a sophomore or a junior, so maybe we can get him in the transfer portal. That dude's been there for six years. He's, cl- uh, dude, he has a family and a mortgage probably. Like, he's a grown man. No wonder he's kicking ass. But still, Nonetheless, still very talented young man. Uh or old man, whatever you want to say. Uh defense looking amazing. Uh four sacks, two interceptions. I think we had five turnovers altogether. So two interceptions and three fumbles. I mean, I know the rain, but still. Defense is making itself known and just dominant, and it's beautiful. Um I just there's it was so it was such a blowout after a while. I mean, there wasn't really I mean, what are we going to write down? You know what I mean? Like, the the fumbles by J.J. is a little worrisome as well. But, I mean, one was on a sack where he was kind of uh, blindsided. And two, that uh, that Casey kid just hit his hand at the right time. Now, listen, uh, that first fumble, that, look, that shades of J.J. against Michigan State. You know what I mean? So, I don't like that. Not at all. Especially that it's now hate week. Uh, so not a big fan of that hope never see that again. but um overall man, we just keep rolling we keep rolling keep kicking ass, keep taking names, you know um they're in they're in the ass kicking business and business is booming as they say so I'm pretty excited about how Michigan looks right now, especially rolling into hate week with <laughs> with the awful Michigan state. They are so bad. It's sad, man. I, I saw something. Uh, I'll cover this in the big game pregame, but I saw something where the head coach is worried that his team is already quitting on him. I mean, it, why wouldn't they? So that that provides a whole list of other problems. Who knows what's going to happen next week? And Michigan State fans are already up to their, like, moronic ways. Talk One of them tweeting that he likes the idea of breaking J.J.'s kneecaps. Uh just why the more I think of this team and the more I think of their fan base, why must we subject ourselves to the to this awful university and what they put forth as a fan base? why? And I'm sure listen, I'm sure there's tens of thousands of fans out there. okay let's face it, there's not tens of thousands of Michigan State fans not uh, not mentally sound ones anyways so let's say there's tens of there's tens of of fans that are Michigan State fans that are actually good people. I don't doubt that. So if you know them, let them know or if they're if you're listening. I don't think you're crazy. It's the other the other 99% of, of the fandom that's just worthless, just like this the team. I mean, I just, I have no use for them. I really wish we wouldn't protect it as a rivalry. If we never play Michigan State again, it would be too soon. I don't care about this school. They annoy me. And the sooner we get rid of them, the better. And that's never going to happen, so I might as well just stop bellyaching. But speaking of that, let's get into the Big Ten games. Um, So Michigan State, doing what Michigan State does, being up 24-6. And in the what the last eight minutes I think it was. Rutgers scored twenty one points to win the game. Oh, <laughs> uh, That is just perfect. Uh, probably the best game of the night, the uh, Oregon Washington game. I'll be honest, I kind of I I'm not into, I was nervous about Oregon. I thought they were they they were a really good team and they could present a lot of problems, but. They have a really good defense, a very good offense, but their play calling in the red zone is what? I have no idea what they were doing. Same thing with Washington. I don't, I mean, how are you on the one-yard line and you have four cracks at it and you do four of the dumbest plays I have ever seen in my life? Don't get it. You were lucky to have won that game, Washington. Very lucky. Uh, So, But great game. I mean, it was great to see Notre Dame really put it on SC. I know I don't like Notre Dame that much, but... I just, Essie annoys me, uh, so it was good to see that. Uh, Illinois, shocking the hell out of uh, Maryland. I didn't get a chance to watch that. I'm going to have to go back and maybe check out the highlights because I'm curious how that went down. Because that Altmaier or Altmire, whatever that starting quarterback for Illinois is, is god-awful. He is Illinois' version of Jeff Sims. He is just no good. So I don't know how they pulled off that miracle, uh, maybe it's because Maryland was still in a hangover from dealing with their loss to Ohio State. They also do have uh what's his nuts? Um Man, once you leave Michigan, I forget your name. It's the OC, Josh Gaddis. You know, the MILF Slayer. Josh Gaddis. Uh yeah, they do have him, so that that could be a main reason too. That nothing says twenty-four points a game like Josh Gaddis. Um Penn State, oh, and a real barn burner against that that real uh, dynamo, you know, uh, because they play nothing but great teams at Penn State, and they definitely would never pay out contracts or put shitty people on their on their schedule in their their pursuit for uh, perfection. Uh, They beat the the Dynamo, the the unbelievable ass kicking UMass, sixty three to nothing. Shocker. And then Ohio did what Ohio does to Purdue most times. For most, I mean, Purdue has been known to shock them every once in a while, but still nothing big there. Um, That's really about it, guys. Oh, before I get going, though, I wanted to say there was something that I got involved with, and actually they sought me out, and I'm pretty, pretty damn excited about this. Um, And it is, hold on, let me get my glasses on so I don't screw this up. Uh, it's autograph, it's, um, this company with Tom Brady and it's autograph fandom app. They give you like, the basic idea is they give you a chance to really reward, be rewarded for being a fan, right? I have a, I have a read that I'm going to throw somewhere in on this episode, but I wanted to just speak about it. Uh, not copy wise, but just because I actually do believe in this product Um, it's an app. It's, uh, you, so say you listen to me, you, you read MGo blog, you listen to say, um, I don't know any of, let's say just go, uh, blue by 90 or whatever. I don't even know if they're going to be on this launch, but let's just say that is whatever it is, Michigan Wolverine related, you guys go download the app. Um, and you start listening to, all your Michigan content, reading all your Michigan content, and the app tracks how much time you spend on it, and it gives you rewards for, gives you points that you can use for rewards later on. So there'll be a leaderboard, and let's say you have, you, I don't know, I don't even know how they track it, but let's say you have 100 points. Well, the, that 100 points can get you like 15% off of like an autographed jersey or something. That's why autographed, the app is so effing cool because it's finally you as a fan start to get rewarded for putting in your time and effort and listening to the product that you love so much or just the team that you love so much. And that's Michigan. So I really highly recommend it, man. I'm, I mean, hell, I'm even going to do it. So if you can just do me a favor though, and that is, there's a discount code on it. The referral code is MF rant, all one word, now you do that. Download the app, and then referral code MF rant, all one word, and you can start earning points today. Okay, guys, I would love it if you did it. It would help me out immensely. As I as I always say, I'm an independent. I'm an independent podcaster, so all the stuff I do is out of my own pocket and just out of some of the money I make from the limited ads that I have. This is a legit shot. For me to start making some decent money with, you know, with a great company, and it, it, I've turned down numerous things before actually because I didn't really believe in it, and thank God because some of it was just gross. So I was this though I'm very happy about. So I really recommend it. Go to the Apple App Store and look for Autograph. Uh, I just want to make get this right. It's like Autograph Fandom. Yeah. anyways, I'll probably edit this out. Just go to the Apple App Store. Listen to the ad I'm going to put into this uh, episode. And you got another free ad right here. So thank you guys. Literally, thank you so much for um, listening to this show and supporting me. You have no idea how much it means to me. I really appreciate it. Um, Oh, before I go, I I totally spaced out because I wanted to get this read in. Um, Stars of the game, I, I... don't know if I nailed it on that, to be honest. Uh, Corum Mullings, and CJ, I believe, were the. I hate when I put my notes on two different things and I can't find them. Yeah, but that's, yeah, Coram, Mulling, and then I think it was Graham or somebody I picked. But, and then I picked 40, 56 to 6. So I got pretty close on the score, actually. I'm actually pretty happy about that one. 56-6. Oh, I picked Edwards, Mullins, and Graham. That's what it was. Uh, Nowhere near. I know Graham got got a fumble, which was probably the best big man run back for a fumble I've seen in a while. That boy wanted it, man. He was at the 50, and he was going to take it to the house. I love it, dude. That's what I love this this team so much cuz they just have so much fun and there's so many great characters you can just love on this team. So, it was awesome. I didn't get the stars right, but still um, 56 to 6, pretty good pretty close. Uh, but thank you so much, guys. Uh big game pregame will be coming up in a couple days. Um the Big 10 bitch fest uh I want to do a third episode so much. I really do. But it seems like the universe or the college football podcast gods are like, well, sir, you have all this other stuff, and it just keeps throwing crap at me. So I want to do these things. So guys, the ones that have left the the rants for me, I'm so sorry that I I haven't been able to put it in there. Even if I do an episode this week, I will make sure to add it. And I will, even if it's what annoys me episode, I will make sure I add your stuff in there. Thank you, guys. I really appreciate everything you guys do for me. And always remember, guys, go blue. Hey, guys, I'm excited about this next announcement. Tom Brady and the team at Autograph have just announced the release of a game-changing new app that recognizes Michigan fans for their acts of fandom. The Autograph Fandom app gives you access to all your favorite Michigan content, fan challenges, and exclusive rewards for diehard Wolverines. All for doing the things that you already do, like listening to me and this podcast. So head over to the Apple App Store, search for Autograph Rewarding Fans, and download it for free today. Now start earning rewards for listening to this podcast. Download the app and use referral code MF rant. All one word. Start earning rewards today.